I don't know what else to do. It's the news, according to me. The old David Crowder sip going on this morning. It is, it is, uh, what is this? Friday morning, December 8th, 8, 12 a.m. Fairly early, 2023. I, um, uh, I'm, I'm feeling much better actually than I did yesterday, actually, but my voice is not as good today as it was yesterday, which is a little bit weird. I have been doing some coughing, but it's 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 not, not nothing like it was. But um, anyway, that's that's my. I guess I I thought I had a, a voiceover job today. I, I just just now happened to see him. I just popped this just popped up. Just, just, in, just incoming news. Uh, not that you care about it, but it's it's. Uh, I may not have it. May not have a job today. They're uh, they're deciding. So maybe, I don't know, who knows? Maybe my price was too high. I thought I was, I thought I was right in the ballpark there for him. <clears throat> the, uh, <sighs> I'd rather not do work for, you know, what I, what I deserve than to do work that I, sometimes you're better off not doing anything than working for too less. I, this is a, Rather tough business lesson to learn. <clears throat> and, it, and it doesn't, some people don't, they don't think it makes sense. Maybe when you're first getting started in a business, you just take whatever work you can. You need the experience. You need to get done what you need to get done. And you just need to get, you need to get busy. You need to start getting some cash flow. But, but however, because, because you can't justify, you know, $1,000 an hour. Maybe you should just try the hundred dollar an hour jobs for a while. You can kind of cut your teeth on those and make your mistakes there, where it doesn't matter as much. Usually, so it's it's one of those it's one of those difficult decisions you make in, in business. Once once you're established in a business, you have a name and you have c- customers and clients, and you know. And I'm not talking a lot. I'm just talking, you know. You've had some business experience and you've, you've, you know, you've had some work experience and, and you're serving your, your product or service or whatever you're doing. Especially in the service industry. This, this happens mostly in the service industry. You, you, you cannot undercut yourself. You literally are better off sitting doing nothing. You're better off sitting. Let's say somebody hires you, wants to hire you for the day and your normal fee is a thousand bucks for that day. Someone's using round numbers just for the sake of, I wouldn't work for that, but. Way too much. No, I'm, I'd say it's a thousand bucks a day. The um, that thousand bucks, you're better off spending that day. If if if, if you're worth that thousand bucks, and they want to they want to they want to pay you five hundred bucks a day. Oh yeah, well, well, what you do this job is five hundred bucks. Well, we'll pay you five. You want a thousand? We'll pay you five hundred. Because you know, you're sitting around anyway. No, I'm not going to be sitting around. I'm going to be looking for more customers that day customers that will pay me for what, what I'm worth. I'm better off finding customers that want to pay me that, that amount. Cause if they repeat, if that 
customer becomes a repeat customer or they pass my name on to someone else, they're not going to pass my name off on some, to someone else. It was a cheapskate. Chances are. I'm better off spending, spending the $500 I've lost. Now, you've got to remember, when you charge someone $1,000 a day for your services, chances are you've got overhead that you're paying. There's fixed costs. There's you know, other costs involved. You know, we just say I've got to drive to someone's you know, location. I've got fees and all, everything else I've got to pay for whatever else, all my expenses for the day. And that's, I've got to take that out of that $1,000 I would make. And maybe, you know, I go out and work for 500 bucks and it's, and maybe, maybe my expenses are $300 for the day. My, my gross is going to be, you know, 1,000, but my, my net is going to be 700. So I go out and work for $500. Well, my, now my gross is 500 and my net is 200. I've only made $200. That $200 would be much better spent finding a customer that's going to pay me $1,000. Or maybe two or three customers. If I, I guarantee if I spend all day looking for clients, for, for example, my business, if I'm doing auditions for voiceover work and someone doesn't want to pay me uh, $300 for, to do a, an hour-long job, well, I'll... Oh, okay, that's fine. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cut my cost down. I'm gonna spend that hour going out and doing more auditions. I can do ten auditions in an hour, and probably at least one or two of those are going to catch, and probably going to be five or six hundred dollar jobs, maybe a thousand, maybe fifteen hundred, maybe more than that. That time will have been well spent instead of just spending time spinning my wheels. Cash flow for cash flow's sake is not, not always the best building, best, best business model, building model. Now, if you're, now, if I was just getting started in voiceover work and I had no experience, nothing to bring to the table, I'd, I'd take the $300 job. I need the experience. Experience is more valuable at that point than the actual cash flow is. I'm investing in my experience level. And it, that will pay off someday. Once you have the experience, you don't need the $200 jobs. Because I guarantee, guarantee you, you're going to spend just as much or sometimes more time doing a, a, a smaller paying job. This guy who wants to chew you down the price is probably going to keep, I said chew, not Jew, chew you, keep gnawing at your prices, kind of trying to nibble down your price. He's going to keep wanting you to come back and do something else. They, you know, they don't want to pay for anything extra. Well, can you do this again? Can you do this four more times? Can you, can you fi just fix this one little thing? Oh, by, while you're here, can you just move that over there? Next thing you know, you spent, or, or they, they have little piddly things, but they send it back. Oh, can, you, can you do it this way? Can you do it that way? Can, can, can this be done that way? And they don't pay for 90 days. That's typically the way that stuff goes. They're trying to, pay, to buy a service they can't afford to begin with. 
they can't admit to themselves they can't afford it. So they keep trying to, and sometimes they can. They just, they're just tight wads. Anyway, boy, that was, I went way off a deep end on a rant there before I even talked about my cup. What's going on here this morning? I have, uh, in my cup, I have my chai. I also put some thyme in there. I don't know, I don't know whether you pronounce it thyme or thyme. I, I've heard everybody, I've, I've heard it's thyme, but it sound, that sounds weird. Some people say it's thyme. T-H-Y-M-E. It helps with congestion. Helps with mu- actually, it just helps with mucus in general. Supposedly, it has this huge effect on things. Not immediately. It's, it takes a little while to do its thing. But regardless of that, okay, okay, what do we got going on here? We got, uh, I have a backup cup this morning. I, I have a backup cup. It's a V8 Fusion. Not, not V8 Splash. Peach, peach Mango. It's always good. And then I have a backup to my backup. I actually do have a bottle of water here. I, I typically don't always have a bottle of water. I'm, I thought about doing the show from the headquarters. I haven't been to the headquarters in two weeks. I've been so busy at home. And today's not going to be much of an exception. But however, I do have to get over there today. I've got to, got to get over there. Make sure everything's okay. Um, I've got cameras there and everything. I, I just have to, to make sure everything's all right over there. So, needless to say, on to the subjects of the day. I, I still have my paper here from yesterday. I, I don't have a paper for today. However, one of the things I, I do want to talk about is the, the news cycle. Now, there's, there's this one thing that I want to play a little bit later. I think, I've, I think I've got it still queued up. It is... Well, I'm going to talk about racial relations racial issues a little bit as well as the news cycle in general. Just, I don't know. It's how, how we get kind of funneled into a particular news cycle, whatever the hot topic is of the day and how we get uh, harangued into those kinds of things. If you if you watch news on a regular basis, if you watch MSNBC, CNN, ABC, whatever it is, if you, if, whatever you watch on a regular basis, if you watch Fox, if you watch alternative media, alternative news, well, What American News Network, um, Sky News Australia, whatever it is you potentially could be watching, um, the, the general topics that you'll find kind of ripple through all of the news organizations, even, you know, whether you're left wing or right wing, especially though, however, let's say it's conservative networks, more conservative. I would say Fox is probably at the larger end of that scale, even though I don't consider them conservative news. They are, they are more, their commentators are much more conservative. They lean more conservative. And then you got, you know, One American News Network. You've got, uh, oh, what's the other one I'm trying to think of? I can't even think of the name of it. It's, it's actually uh, pretty good. I watch it quite a bit. Uh, Real News Network is that one. Um, ah, where'd they go? Where are they here? Yeah, let's just click on this and see what happens. 
Uh, I don't see any of them. Uh, Fox, NTD, uh, NTD is pretty good. Uh, Epic, Epic Times is pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't see anything else here right at the right at the minute. This minute, um, Tucker Carlson had. I just saw this picture. Tucker Carlson had Alex Jones on. Um, on Tucker Carlson. There's apparently some kind of a big announcement coming out. Uh, Megyn Kelly it was supposedly Tucker's going to be on Megyn Kelly, and there's he's making him have a big announcement. I, I believe he's going to start his own network, and he could very well be doing this with Alex Jones. Um, Alex has been through some humbling experiences in the last couple months, a uh, couple couple years actually, and um, could potentially be a much more um, toned individual, disciplined individual. I, I would, he's one of those people who I, I just think just had no discipline. I, he was, um, he's on, on to some things. He, he did a lot of research, did a lot of stuff. But he was, there, there are these people out there, and I've, I've seen, this goes along with kind of one of the things I want to kind of talk about, is this whole thing with the news cycle and how, you know, clicks are the things that people need. People need people have people to click on their on their videos. Every time they put out a video, the um, I just, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm so distracted by some of the things I'm seeing here. Vivek Ramaswamy performed poor, very poorly at the final Republican GOP debate for 2023. That's that's a Sky News Australia headline. I disagree. I, I think he mopped the floor with them. Um, they're going by what, what the news media thinks about him, not what people think about him. And I, I think this, this whole Nikki Haley thing is, well, I, you heard what I played yesterday, if you watched yesterday's show. Uh, Megan asked her, asked her a question that I think pretty much spelled out exactly who she is. She's, she's a total, and the establishment's fully behind her now. All the model money, all the establishment money is going straight to there. Anyway, um, what is this other news organization? I'm just, I'm still trying to go through my feed here because Sky News Australia, unfortunately, has a lot of stuff overnight because they're, you know, that's their daytime. Um, Robert Gavea, some interesting information on, if you want to, if you want to know about what's going on with the, the trial, with the, uh, with anything legal, because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a financial counselor. Um, uh, Robert Gavea, and his, you spell his name, of course, R-O-B-E-R-T, but, uh, G-O-U-V-E-I-A. G-O-U-V-E-I-A. He's got a channel uh, on YouTube. And uh, I think if you just go to robertgavea.com, you can find out even some more things about him. But he's, he's a, he was a defense attorney out in Arizona. And he was working for a firm, and he started this little side thing, going doing talking about legal cases, um, on YouTube, and he, he now he has gone full into it. He's he basically he's still part of that legal team. However, he now he just he just does the show. That's that's all he's doing is the YouTube side of it. I think he's got. Uh, let's see if we can find it here. He's got. Um, yeah, most of his views get about, or most of his videos get about four or five thousand views, which is quite a, quite a bit uh, considering he. You know, most of his shows are now. This this is a little side side video here. It's thirty minutes long. Most of his videos is, is he, he streams every day uh, through the week, and he um, 
And most of his shows are like two hours long. Um, but he, this is like a 30-minute little clip from, from one of his subjects. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see this other thing I was looking for. I just, I hate, I hate to not, it's all Sky News, Australia, Euro News, yeah, I don't know what, what the, where they went. So, um, okay, regardless of all that, the the news cycle with this whole thing with, um, with sensationalism. They want the clicks. They want the, the hot topics of the day. What's on, you know, and in some ways they influence that and some, in other ways they are follow, they follow it. What, what polls well right now? What, what, you know, what the focus groups are, you know, going after. This is, CNN is absolutely off their rocker. I, it just, it just amazes me some of the things that they, Amazing me. Okay, so I guess now Tesla has now come out with a cyber quad. It's a little quad that's electric, apparently. Kind of looks a little bit like the truck. Interesting. Huh. So, um, the, how the news cycle works. For example, think about some of the things that that have happened over the past year that we have totally tuned out. We were, you know, passionate about at the time and nobody's talking about it now. For example, have you heard anything more about the Supreme Court leak on Roe versus Wade? And we know how important that was. The world is coming to an end People were in the streets, marching, trying to kill Supreme Court judges. It was the major topic of, of life because we're going to lose the, the Supreme Court, Roe versus Wade. It's going to go away. And now coat hangers were going to be going up in price. And all of a sudden, you don't hear much about it at all. There's, there's nothing about that. This was a, a major panic at the time. And of course, the Supreme Court leak happened prior to them actually making an announcement. And you can't tell me that this was not a, a leftist leak. Someone leaked this out to summon the troops, these George Soros-funded organizations. And by the way, interestingly enough, you can't talk about George Soros on, on most channels most uh, places will will the leftist organizations don't talk about him at all they, they love the guy but they won't talk about him because they know he's kind of a hot topic they they don't want to expose themselves as being supporters or recipients of his benefic beneficiaries but his been you know his benefit now by the way I think he just, he just recently died I seriously died I think he died His son has taken over. Interesting to see now what happens with all this stuff. He's got his fingers into a lot of things. You know, most of it is all leftist propaganda, uh, disruption, chaos. He's all about all those kinds of things. And 
interestingly enough, or this leak happens, and the next thing you know, they're, you know, protesting in the streets. They're doing all kinds of things. It's all, it all of a sudden is a big hot topic and Nancy Pelosi's all over. Now she's Catholic, a very devout Catholic. Can't touch her because she's a person of faith. She knows better than the Pope what to do about abortion. It, it blows my mind that someone can be so emphatically and passionately involved in their religion and yet disagrees with the one who's in charge of it. Now, I, I have issues with Catholicism. I, I, I do have issues with, with that. And I, there, I could get into some very deep, Roman, Roman Catholics, the Roman Catholic Church, I, I have some serious issues with. In fact, unfortunately, most organized, even well-established denominations I have a problem with. Now, um, that being said, I'm not saying God doesn't work in them or through them. I'm saying that there's levels of corruption that just are off the charts in some of those organizations. I'm, it's, now, it's... And the... the yeah. I'm not going to go down that road. So, so, but Nancy Pelosi, of course, she's, you know, devout Catholic. You can't, can't question her on her faith or her, her, devout, her devotion to, the, to her faith. And yet, she goes against some of the major, major tenets of her faith. And that's okay. I don't, I don't know what level of insanity you would call that or stupidity, whatever it is. I don't know. But this, this whole idea of sensationalism and, and the, the, you know, the, when this stuff happens, so all of a sudden, nobody's talked about that. Nobody, and as far as I've, I've, I've heard, there's been no resolution on that that we've heard of. They have to have known. There's not that many people, there's not that many assistants and everything else that are going on that are privy to the information that would have been in there. The, these justices talking back and forth with their notes. There's, there's just not that many people involved in that process. They have to know where that, that leak came from. They were also saying, at the same time, they're saying, well, this, this may have come from a left-wing person, but it also may have come from a right-wing person who wanted to get the information out there that, you know, that, that Roe v. Wade was about. No, no, that, that was not what was going on here, folks. This is, what was the reaction? And, and, and you know what the reaction would be. The reaction was going to be, oh my God. Roe v. Wade is going away, and a woman's right to choose is going away. They're, 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 we're going back to the Stone Age. That's, that's the way they're, they're... You know that that's what's going to happen. It was a rallying cry. So... In the midst of all this, there's the sensationalism of the moment. I mean, it was so such a big deal. They were, you know, threatening Supreme Court justices and everything else. They were protesting around their houses. Are they still doing that? No, we've moved on to the next the next thing. Gaza. Genocide.
saw a very disturbing clip yesterday. Um, there, there is, there are always sects of religious people in any organization. I don't care what what organization you're in, who are off on the radical extreme and have very uh, disgusting views of some other humans. I saw a this video clip. There, there's a group of very, um, I call them conservative, I guess, very, very uh, old order Jewish groups. And they're walking down the street and they're spitting on Christians. They're, they're going past these, these nuns and they're, they're spitting on. They don't spit directly on them, they spit at them. They, they spit kind of down the street, spit towards them. And they, they say that Christians are idol worshipers, and uh, they should be all. They should all be killed. Now, when the temple is put back into place, I believe they're they're talking about putting getting a Sanhedrin again, um, which is the kind of the judging. The way I understand it, it's kind of the judging uh, ju- the judgment group, because Jesus was called before the Sanhedrin at one point. The the they are the judges, and ironically. They're, they're, if you know anything about Judaism, if you've studied anything about Judaism, if you, you just open your eyes to what God was trying to say to his people all through the whole Torah, was how precious life is. It is above everything else. And yet these guys were saying that Christians should all be killed because they worship idols. And Torah says that idol worshipers shall be killed. That, it doesn't ever say that exactly in those terms, but that's the way, they, they, that's the way they've twisted it out. This is not common Jewish practice or belief or ideology. If you talk to someone like Dennis Prager, uh, I think he recognizes that that kind of statement, that kind of thing, I'd like to get his opinion on it. I'd like to have him see that and then have him explain why these guys are the way they are. Now, there are people in Islam, there are, there are Muslims, who totally believe in, they do believe in peace. They believe in, you know, they're, they're very, of course, now the, the radical Muslims are those who really believe what the, Torah, what the Quran says. They, they would say, no, this, you guys, you guys are, are, are just as much an infidel as anybody else, as the Christians are. So there, there's just such a wide variety. You can't just divide everybody up, lump everybody into one category, much like that's, that's, that's why I'm going to get into this whole racial thing. But there, but there are people in the, the whole... The sensationalism of some of these topics because it gets clicks. And clicks equals, I guess, revenue. I guess I, I've never monetized anything on, on YouTube. I have no idea 
I've, I mean, I've, I've done, been on some shows. I've had some, some other projects with some people where we've had hundreds of thousands of views. And we never monetized anything. I, I, what, I not, that's not the way we wanted to go with it. We just didn't want to go down that road. I'm glad we didn't because those, those people who did that and then became kind of enslaved to that, to that income – and then all of a sudden the income goes away. They're, they stop. All of a sudden you find out they were, they were just in it for the money. They're not doing it anymore because they don't make any money at it. Now, there are some who still do. They don't do as many because they can't afford because they were full-time in it. And all of a sudden they can't be full-time. They have to do other things. But they still do it because it's their passion. So it's, but there are others who do not. They just got completely out of it or went somewhere else. All of their eggs were hanging in one basket. However, now, and there's, and there's these channels that say, you know, the world's going to end tomorrow, the, you know, get your money out now, the, cra- the dollar's going to crash. I've seen this, there's this one sh- uh, channel that I used to watch quite a bit and they have this interview. And then the, and the, the thumbnail and the, the title of the video didn't really match what was on the, what the person was saying on the, on the video. They play something from Robert Kiyosaki or what, you know, some, wh- whoever else it was. And it, it was, it, and it was always interesting, but it wasn't, it wasn't the, you know, how the end of the world's going to happen here with, with financially or whatever it was. Usually it's, it's a financial channel. It's usually about financial stuff. And I, it's, I don't, and now I just, I keep seeing it. And I, now there's this one, there's this one uh, prepper channel that's, I believe they're up in, in Michigan, not too far from me here. And. Every single time, not every every single time, I I should say most of the time when they have content on something, it's do this now, you know, we're going to run out of, we're going to run out of diesel fuel, you know, next year is going to, it's going to be, you know, just within the next eight months and there's not going to be any diesel fuel left. And that was two years ago. Um, Different things like that. Just, you know, they're, they're talking, they, they get these, they get a hold of some piece of paper somewhere, some report from somebody and they go off the deep end on this, this, this alarmism. I think, I think, I just, I just don't think that they are very well, uh, I don't know what the word is. They They just don't seem to be very grounded in reality. And they're, because they're just out there getting clicks. That's all they want. They just want, they just want clicks. Now, having said all that, one of the things, one of the hot topics, of course, is racial stuff. And that's always kind of the underlying bubbling thing. If nothing else is going on, I'm going to talk about race. I recently just heard, just this morning, I just heard a short, uh, it was actually by Michael Knowles. And he was playing this thing where this, this guy, this was a professor of some kind, talking about how uh, the white man, I'm going to try to play this, hopefully you can hear this. Let's see if I can get this. I'm just going to play it from my phone. Um, very uh, disturbing, in my opinion. I don't think white uh, people worldwide have really reckoned with how much their own personal identity is shaped by constructions of whiteness and and how much um, that construction of whiteness 
uh, prevents uh, white people from uh, connecting to humanity. Now, one of the things that he's, the way he's talking here, it's like he's trying to poop and he, he can't. It's like he's constipated. And now, so he's trying to get this idea out. He's really struggling with it because he can't just say it the way he wants to say it. White people having a hard time connecting to humanity. This is an underlying belief that white people are subhuman. I guarantee you this guy is all about, if, he, if he's Christian at all, he calls himself any kind of a believer, it is most likely black liberation theology. Because this is, this is where this always goes. The white man, and you'll, you'll find this, this is even very predominant in the uh, Nation of Islam. What's his name in Chicago? I can't even think of his name, um, which is fine with me. It's just in that I forget his name. He, that, that is predominantly their, their ideology as well. White, the white devil. White men are, are doomed by God. They're, 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 there's, no, there's no redemption for a white man. Because you can't change the color of your skin, so obviously you can just, you know, no matter how, how much you, you, you know, bow the knee and confess your sins before the black man, you, you'll, never, you'll never be You'll never be a black, so you just, you, you, that's just the way you are. You know, the blacks are, are God's chosen people. That's, that's, that's where they go with this stuff. Now, that's, if I were to say that, if you just switch the, name, the words around from black to white, you would be considered a KKK person, you'd be considered a racist, you'd be considered, but because we, you know, because blacks can't be racist, because of white privilege and everything else. This, this whole ideology is really messed up. You don't hear any of these so-called reverends, Reverend Jackson, Al Sharpton. You never hear them talking about forgiveness, reconciliation. Are those, have those words ever come out of their mouths? The only R word they use is reparations. Retribution. They want vengeance. This recently popped up in an interesting clip from there's, there's kind of a feud going on between India and, and Europe right now, and I guess, I guess the UK. Uh, India just landed a, a, some kind of a rover on the dark side of the moon. Now, I have to tell you, uh, the dark side of the moon, um, they're not going to be able to run that thing very long over there. I, I don't know how, how, what kind of, what's powering it, but it's, you know, solar power doesn't work so, so well over there because it's always dark. The dark side of the moon, it's always, always dark. I 
which blows my mind. It's if you look at the the statistics, the mathematics of of how it what, what it takes for the moon to go around the Earth. As it's rotating around the Earth, it's always facing the same way to the Earth. And there's one side of the, the, the moon that stays dark all the time. Now, it has a sunrise. It has, has, there is an area where there's a sunrise and a sunset. But because of the way it's set up, because of the way it goes around the Earth, and because of the way it, it's, it's kind of amazing when you stop to think about it. So, Anyway, back to this. So there's, there's this whole thing of, of uh, I guess, you, the UK just recently sent a bunch of aid, several billion dollars in aid to India. And of course, then they go and then they land a, a rover on the moon. This one journalist was under attack from this other journalist in India because this, Europe, this uh, UK journalist came out and said, well, maybe they could return some of that aid we sent them. You know, I'm so glad that they're able to, we shouldn't be giving money to countries that have space programs. And of course, then she came back with, she wanted, well, what about reparations for the money that, that the UK stole from India back in 1782? She, she went clear back, you know, clear back to seven, the 1700s. And she thought she was winning the argument with that. Here again, this whole idea of reparations needs to be done to the people who had it stolen from them and the people who stole it need to pay the, pay the bill. Well, they're all gone. There's a time for us to move on. And obviously they're doing just fine if they've got a space program. Obviously, they're the robbing of their country. They were able to move on from that and actually you know, become prosperous. Prosperous enough to have a space program. And this, this happens like, just like North Korea. North Korea has nuclear weapons, as far as we know. Got a missile program. Now, the people are suffering because of it. It's just, it's on, on a same scale, we see the same thing happening in Gaza. They're using all of the aid, all of the things that were provided to them for humanitarian reasons to make their lives better. And Hamas takes all those things. Instead of building bomb shelters, which they wouldn't really need if they weren't attacking Israel, nobody else is going to attack them. Who's, who's, who's going to go to war with Gaza? They just used all that aid and all those resources to better their lives. It wouldn't be such a bad place to live. But they can't have that because they have to use them as pawns. They have to so, oh, this is the, you know, the world's largest open-air prison. It's the most populated place on the planet. People can't get out. It's, it's half of them are children. 
The other half are women and older, elderly people. And yet every time I see video and pictures, it's, it's always young men running around. Unless there's some kind of propaganda video. But, you know, we're killing them by the tens of thousands. Hundreds of thousands of people have died there now. I, I saw another guy. He's holding up a sign. This was about a week ago. I saw a picture of a guy holding up a sign in, in New York. 20,000 people have been killed in Gaza. This was like two weeks ago. But they, he was out there protesting. And he had this sign up there. And of course, in the last week, you know, the official was 15,000. I've heard everything from 50,000 to 5,000. Nice round numbers. I don't know who's counting the bodies. I don't know where the evidence is of all these bodies. I don't know where the mass graves are. Because, you know, it's just a tiny little speck of a, of, of, uh, a territory there. That, that, you know, that I'm not sure they're going to have room to bury everybody. But this is, you know, and then I guess there was, there was some other professor who was taken to task because he was saying there's, there's over 3 million people living in Gaza. Norman Finkelstein says there's 2 million people living there. And I think uh, actual numbers are just over a million. But I, but I don't know because I don't know who to trust because I don't, I don't, it could be 5 million. I don't know. And that's the frustrating part about it is that we don't get real numbers. We don't get real information there because there's such a politicized agenda about it. And again, the news cycle has cycled back to Gaza. It just it, you know, it comes back to that every once in a while. And now you've got Kamala Harris coming out and saying, we're not going to support the redrawing of borders, anything else, or, you know, uh, or even, even the uh, migration of the, of the people who are there. We're not going to relocation of anybody that's going to be there. That's there. They, they need those people to be there because they need the conflict. Because they're using them as pawns against Israel. That's what's happening. And not many people recognize it as that. As that. I don't, even, I don't even hear Israel talking about that. You know, the people there talking about it. Well, I think I, I didn't finish one, one thought. This whole thing about Soros and how people were, you know, they would pick on him and they'd, they'd call them anti-Semites because they were, because they were picking on George Soros because he's Jewish. He's about as Jewish as I am a frog. He was not a practicing Jewish individual. He's, you know, he might have had Jewish background. That's where his family was from. Whatever. He, he's not, he was not a practicing Jew. And I don't know why we think that Muslims are all, you know, Sumerian people. I, I don't know if it's, it's, it's all, it's, it's ridiculous to me to think, you know, they're all going to be Persian. Because people can convert. This is what really, it's weird to me how this works. A religion all of a sudden becomes a race. I don't, I don't get that.
that's how that's how the enemy works, though. He divides people up in, into groups like this. And this is what the, the Democrats do this all the time, the, especially the radical Democrats. They want to divide everybody up into groups because groupthink, you know, they want you to identify with a group and then they can control that group. It's divide and conquer. This, is, this happens all the time. And it's the way the enemy works. Divides people up and then he conquers them, you know, ticks them off one, one at a time. And one group doesn't care about the other group because this, this is our cause, this is our thing. Oh, well, he's, he's going after that group over there. We don't care. So that, you know, you, and you've probably heard, I'm sure most of you are old enough to have heard this the story about you know, when they came for them, nobody did anything, then they came for them. When they, when they finally came for me, there was nobody else left to care. Because we don't see it as a strictly humanitarian issue that we are all a part of. We're all part of one group. There's all, there's all one race, the human race. Getting back to this whole story about the, the Jewish kids that were spitting on Christians and talking about them. And this guy was confronting him saying, well, but the Torah teaches you know, mutual respect. We should have respect for each other because we're humans. You know, it's just, we should respect. No, the Torah says the Torah says you should be killed because you're an idol worshiper. I don't know where they get that. I don't, I don't know where they get the idol worship thing, other than they're talking about Catholicism and people. You know, if you've ever been in a Catholic church that has all the statues and stuff and all the saints, all that stuff, it's that's a little bit. I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to say. So, um, so that's, that's, I'm just gonna leave it right there. Just, I want, I just want you to be, what, the reason I'm talking about this, I want you to be aware of the influence that the, the news cycle has. The topic of the day. And how we follow along with that so easily sometimes. I know I, I, get, I can get caught up in it pretty quickly. All the, the current events, the most recent thing that happens, I'll, I'll, get, you know, I'll get caught up in that. And of course, that's the hot topic of the day. It's the hot topic of the week, whatever it is. In the meantime, there's all these other things going on. And I think it's the way they, you know, once the enemy gets that nose ring in your nose and starts leading you around, your, your world becomes focused on just exactly what, that, what they want you to talk about, what they want you to think about for the day. It's, it's not taking a moment to stop and say, what is God saying today? What is God speaking to our, his people today, to the world? What is the message we need to be listening to? Where does our attention need to be focused today instead of following along with the news cycle and being passionate and thinking we're making a change, making a difference? Because we, I don't know, stand in the street, glue our hands to the street. I don't know what, you know. People go down that road. They, they, people are gluing their hands to, to the street to stop oil because of oil. 
It's working. It's very effective. Really ticking people off about it. That's what they're trying to do. I'm not sure what they're trying to do with that, but that's, that is working. Oh, you're getting attention, all right. There's people just walking up and shooting them now. And there's some people who are not that upset about it. It's just everything's becoming polarized in that sense of the word. But All right, so I really... Uh, I think I just need to move on. There's going to be, I don't know about Monday. I don't, I'm not sure there's going to be a show on Monday. I, if, if it's, there's a very good chance I might be in Omaha on Monday and I, and I very easily could have a show um, on Monday morning from Omaha because I, depending on the schedule, if I get, if I end up with that schedule, I will, I will definitely have all day uh, in Omaha to, and I have plenty of time in that, that morning to get a, um, I think it's Omaha or is it Fayetteville? I think it's, I think it's Omaha. And, um, I will definitely have time to get, to get a show in that morning. There's also a potential of me going, uh, being in Columbus, but I, I, and there's all, there's something else about being, there's something on the schedule about going to Fayetteville. It all depends on what they end up assigning me for, to do, uh, where they, where they want me to go. So I, I just have to figure all that out. Um, in the meantime, I will probably, uh, there, there's Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday this next week, there's a you know, fat chance there will, there will be a show. Thursday and Friday, there will definitely be a show next week. Well, definitely, as, you know, as sure as we can be. But anything, but the, um, in the meantime, you know, I guess this is just a smattering of thoughts this morning. Now, you know, I apologize if I wasted your time, but it, it's um, just some things to think about. Take a, take a step, moment to step back, reflect, and see what's influencing you. What's, 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 why are you thinking about the things you're thinking about? That's what I'm trying to say. Folks, God bless. Have a great weekend. Shabbat Shalom. And um, I'll see you maybe next week. God bless.